कैन पोल कैंपेन्स बी क्लीन एंड सॉ एनमिटी येस सज गुलपनाग फाइव ईयर्स अगो ऑलमोस्ट टू द डेट आई फॉट माई फर्स्ट इलेक्शन इट वॉज अ लाइफ चेंजिंग एक्सपीरियंस एंड आई ग्लैडली गो बैक एंड डू इट अगेन इवन इफ द आउटकम रिमेन द सेम इट वॉज एन इम्पल्सिव डिसीजन टू बी ऑनेस्ट द आइडिया ऑफ आप एज एंटी स्टेटस कोर्स वॉज समथिंग आई बिलीव्ड इन एंड आई हैड सेट असाइड टाइम टू कैंपेन फॉर सम ऑफ देयर कैंडिडेट्स लाइक एच एस फूलका समवन आई हैव लॉन्ग एडमायर्ड वैन चंडीगढ़ आप कैंडिडेट विद रू आई रीच आउट टू अरविंद केजरीवाल एंड थ्रू माई नेम इन दी हैट चंडीगढ़ इज द सिटी आई कॉल होम आई न्यू इट लाइक द बैक ऑफ माई हैंड और सो आई थॉट वैन आई गॉट डाउन टू प्लान द कैंपेन फॉर आप आई रियलाइज दर वॉज अ लॉट मोर टू दिस सिटी देन आई वॉज फेमिलियर विद Chandigarh despite its planned city veneer is a city that's more sharply divided between the affluent northern sectors and the more densely populated lesser affluent southern sectors it's almost two cities contrary to how chandigarh is often perceived as an upper middle class heaven the city has a lot of socioeconomic inequity and has 22 villages and 15 colonies in addition to the 56 sectors the advantage of contesting from a startup party is that you learn all the processes first hand because established parties have teams that are well versed with all that needs to be done the nomination paperwork for starters it's exhaustive if you want to put everything out there and if one is sitting on it personally you know exactly what goes on the affidavit of course i had two lawyer friends and my chartered accountant among others who worked on the paperwork i was very careful with what i put there For example, even though I had completed my masters in political science in 2013, I still didn't have my degree certificate in hand and thus worried for days about mentioning it in the affidavit. I finally went without it. Established parties typically have a nomination team that prepares the documentation and often approximates and guesstimates. Candidates busy on the campaign just sign it, often not bothering to check what is in it. Thus the anomaly in educational qualifications for instance. The party volunteers put together a fantastic campaign plan and I was on the trail at 6 a.m. every day until 8 p.m. always shadowed by the ever vigilant election commission team on the lookout for possible violations. The plan of course was to go door to door covering every area at least twice. We walked 15 kilometers every day on an average as per my friend's Fitbit. Lunch was usually grabbed on the go with tea breaks either in the car or at the home of a constituent. In fact, there were multiple cups of tea during the day, bliss for a tea lover like me. I carried biscuits in my bag for hunger pangs and developed excellent bladder control. Over time, I lost my awkwardness and just knocked on a door whenever I felt the need to go. It felt good to shed the celebrity dumb induced mask of being prim and proper. Loo breaks were also a great way to connect because they would often turn into tea breaks in the homes of the constituents. Our strategy of going door to door effectively countered the big money we couldn't afford to spend. The legal limit to spending was 54 lakhs. Since Chandigarh was a union territory, the limit was lower than other parliamentary constituencies. I was fortunate to be able to raise almost the entire sum through public funding. Something else I learned about, and it is the backbone of a campaign. You need money for pamphlets, fuel and food for campaign volunteers, boards and placards. press and radio ads we could only afford one day of a front page quarter ad and one day of radio as we closed the campaign polling day is a huge expense too despite the financial constraints our campaign rocked at so many levels it was one of the four most talked about contests in 2014 others being varanasi amethi and amritsar we found unique ways to engage 
My motorcycle rallies became a hit, giving me the dubious distinction of being featured in The Economist and other foreign press. We couldn't afford typical political rallies. The chairs, tents, etc. were too expensive. Instead, we focused on going to every locality to hold smaller, more intimate gatherings. Despite all this, we still had money left and returned it to donors. Another thing I learned was that it's possible to run an effective campaign that is also clean and positive without personal attacks on one's opponents. The level of political discourse in Chandigarh was in sharp contrast to what was happening at the national level. Pavan Bansal, Kiran Kher and I engaged often and sometimes on a common platform. Their political affiliation apart, I have the highest personal regard for both of them. The heart of my campaign was of course the tireless group of volunteers. Friends and family, shopkeepers, auto rickshaw drivers, entrepreneurs, CEOs, PR professionals and lawyers. The volunteer base comprised wonderful people from all walks of life working side by side, most of who took time off from their source of livelihood to come and support our campaign. All of them believed in the need to change the manner in which politics is done. We need to bring back faith in that dream, a dream that appears to have lost its way because status quo benefits the entrenched parties only. As I now look back with objectivity, I realized that it was probably an impossible election to win. However, at the time, I didn't think so. I was overwhelmed by the support I received from all quarters, from rickshaw pullers to those who lived in the huge homes that comprised the northern sectors. I was also overwhelmed by how much money we raised, again from all quarters, from the laborers waiting at labor chalk to those who opened their hearts to write checks. Chandigarh has had an uncanny knack of almost always voting in a candidate that belongs to the party that forms the government. And my guess is, it will be the same this time. Sitting this one out was an easy decision to make, given that my son is barely a year old. I look forward, however, to campaigning for candidates I believe in. Because our strength is our public representatives and we must choose those who will be available and accountable to us. That's how parliamentary democracy works. The powers that have what it takes to set and shape the narrative may project the coming contest as a presidential one, but it isn't. We aren't voting for a presidential candidate by proxy. Irrespective of which party forms the government, it is my hope that it is as a result of worthy candidates that are elected, who will be accountable to their constituents.